KYW original podcasts. It's just a good conversation with somebody that you didn't know you were interested in. I'm Matt Leon, and this is One on One. Try to be very honest with you. Come in. Like, you need to love football here. Like, for me, I love my family. I try to be a good father, right? Good husband, but I don't sleep, man. You know? What's important is the locker room. It's a bunch of guys like that. Yeah. Because if you're not like that, you don't fit in here. To me, that's where the fortune, man. We don't coach effort, man. We just got guys that love to play. You know, 100 strong guys that just love football. And our guest this week, Delaware Valley University head football coach Duke Greco, one of the most successful coaches going right now in Division Three. Coach, thanks for coming all the way in from out in Doylestown. I know there is no easy way to get there, get here from there. <laughs> nah, we, we appreciate you having us, and uh, thank you, man. Thanks for everything you do for, for Philadelphia. So as we're talking here, it's mid-January, I guess probably about a month, maybe five weeks since you guys wrapped up your season with that great run through the playoffs. How long does it take you to – kind of process the previous season and, and turn the page looking forward? Uh, I, th- I think it, every year it's different. Um, the older I get, uh, maybe a little quicker than it used to, but um, you know, the season ends and, and you try to kind of just get right into recruiting a couple days into it and uh, our guys come back Tuesday so at that point, man, it's all about 2020 and where we're going and where the program's going but um, it just depends. I think it takes a long time to, to unwind from a season, but you need to refocus and move on to where, you, where you're trying to get to next year. How much, obviously, like during a season, you're in the moment, you're focusing on who's coming up Saturday, but how much does the future creep in when it comes to recruiting and stuff like that, and how have you gotten at balancing, obviously very good, but at balancing everything? To, to be very honest, honestly, the guy, I, we focus week, week by week. I know that's really cliche, but uh, the recruiting piece, each coach here will have a couple guys he's talking to as the season goes on, but it's really about, I don't want to disappoint the guys we have now. Like, if we're not focused on them, I'd feel like I was letting them down. And the staff here is the same way. So we try to focus on the now, and then once the season ends, now you need to get on to recruiting and get everything in line for again for the next year. So football's been a part of your life for a long time. What's your first memory growing up of playing football or really being drawn to the sport? That's a... Football was different for me. Like, I, I love all sports. Uh, I played everything growing up. Um, was Didn't have a lot of accomplish, accomplishments in high school. I, I was a real late bloomer. Like, I didn't start shaving until college. Um, <laughs> let's just be, being honest. Like, I'm, I was late with everything. So, um, my junior year in high school, like, I thank my dad all the time. My junior year in high school, I was going to quit football. Um, came back, like, eight days in, eight days of camp, nine days of camp. And, like, like Dad, I'm finished. I was a backup O-lineman. You know, I'm like 5'7", 140 pounds, Lomar High School. And uh, he just, he just now you're not quitting. If you're going to quit, wait till the end of the season. The whole, you know, typical dad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to this day, I just thank him because I have, I have zero skills besides football. And, and, and football is the only thing I love. So um, that year, I played JV as a junior. And we went to the, I think it was like Springfield, Monco. And uh, the QB got hurt and. Uh, Paul Mean and Tim Riley, my high school coaches, took my 54 jersey off and JV and threw like an eligible number on me and had me play QB just to they, they just need someone to fill in the rest of the game and and uh, I was like right there, it's just something I always wanted to do. And I remember talking to my high school coach Mark Mason, who who is he's on our staff now, he's been with us three years, a great guy. Um, the coach gave me the opportunity to play QB in my senior year in high school, and I just. I just fell in love with football. Like that was my first, first time I had any success at all. And 
to him giving me that opportunity, I'll just, I'm so grateful. And, and he was, he's a real passionate guy. He loves football. And uh, did his passion, I think, uh, it just influenced me to love the game. And I just appreciate him giving me that opportunity. So from that point on, I was, it was all football. You know, I played baseball in college too and some different things, but my love for the game was started, I guess, when I was senior high school. And quarterback at Lower Moreland, you guys ran wishbone, didn't you? A triple option? It was triple option. So, uh, yeah, all different types, you know, like, like looking at Navy and Army. I love it, man. It was fun. It was great. Um, and we try to steal a little bit of, of that stuff now. And, and it was definitely an influence on me, but it was different, but it was fun. Was it, was that system easier to transition? Kind of make that, for lack of a better term, that violent change to quarterback? Did it, the fact that you're going into a triple option make it easier? Or is that harder to pick up kind of cold? For me, honestly, Matt, it's like a, I never played quarterback. I went from like O line to I don't even know what I was. I was a guy <laughs> who just throw in to, 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 to be blocked. And then uh, it was just the first thing I ever learned. So then you go to college and you're just trying to learn different offenses. And uh, it was just a, just a great experience. I think. What I learned most was it was the first time I was really a part of something. And, and that feeling, you know, to be in a huddle with guys is just – football is just different, man. It's, uh, just, it's just good stuff. So. so you go – you end up at Delaware Valley College at the time to play football, correct? Yes. After, how after does – how do you – what's the road there from Lower Moreland to there? I went um, – dude, never thought about playing. A couple of coaches came in afterwards – that year for us in high school was the first time we had success in a while, which was which is fun. Um, and I talked to a few colleges. I didn't. I thought Delval was in Delaware, <laughs> and I wouldn't return the phone calls. And then finally, I remember the coach got me, and he's like, "Look, he's like, you know, this is a half hour away, thirty five minutes away. We, you know, this could be a good fit, blah blah." And, and I picked Del Delval was great to me. I mean, I've been here my half my life. I right. love it. But I went there because I was like, man, it's 35 minutes where I can get home. I can watch the Eagles every Sunday with my pop, my mom, my brother. I could get back to school that night. This is perfect. And that's just kind of, I guess I was young and dumb, and that's why I picked the, That's why I picked Delbao. How long did it take you to feel comfortable at the school with the football program? Was it right away or was there a transition? I, I'm, a, I'm very quiet by nature. I think uh, football is the one thing in my life that makes me talk. It makes me come out of my shell. So um, it took me a while. And, and I had I had a couple of hiccups. I was there for a year and then uh, took it took a couple of years off, and then went back. And when I went back, I think that was the right time timeline for me. I wasn't ready for school. I wasn't ready. I was I was young minded. And mm-hmm. when I went back, I was ready. And uh, Delvao was great to me. I think just a great university and uh, great people now, great people then. That's what kind of I needed that one on one attention. I needed to feel like I wasn't a number. So. When I went back, I was ready for that, and I'm very grateful. What did you do in the time between the, the two stints? Dug holes, um, pumped gas. It, it just just worked. I, don't know. I, I, I was always doing something. I never took time. I just worked. And, and that was a, there was a tough time, I think, you know, being 18, 19, just, just working. Um, it was tough for me. Um, I'm also really grateful for that now because it made me miss football and realize the value of education and, and what I gave up. And I think without that, I don't know if I would have went back and graduated and, and done some things I've done. How much and does that time in your life help you as a college football coach? Because it probably gives you, I would imagine, appreciation that every kid doesn't fit perfectly into every hole. The experience definitely helped me. I think it helps with our guys. You see a lot of guys go through the same thing I did. 
and I think college is very tough. I, I, in most situations, the first time guys go away, guys and girls, sorry, um, you make a decision, you think it's right for you, you get there, and you second-guess it right away. And that's what I did. I second-guessed, man, it's not the right fit for me, blah, blah, blah. But uh, you know, I think the fact that I've been through it can relate to the kids a little bit. And, and the fact that, you know, we tell them that, man, I gave up football. And that's what it took to have me come back and be successful, I think makes sense to a lot of guys. So quarterback at DelVal, we mentioned ran the wishbone in high school. It was more of a wide open throwing the ball in college then, right? So when I went back to school, my first year I played uh, play quarterback. Um, we ran, uh, it was wing tee. Um, left, came back, went to safety as a sophomore. Had some, I don't know if I call it success, but I played, um, played safety as a sophomore. And then my junior, senior went to quarterback and we were definitely a lot more wide open at the time. And, and we, it was fun. You know, it was college football. It was a good time. I don't know. As a player, um, I probably put together a good four-minute highlight film and, and be proud of it. Like, I would, if I could get a good four minutes to show the kids I coach now, I'd be pretty like, man, this is fun. <laughs> and then I could probably put a good hour together of just a total train wreck, <laughs> like the worst decisions ever. Um, it was all new to me. I just, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I would not want to coach myself. But um, I'm glad I'm not coaching myself. <laughs> Why? I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was how would Duke Greco, the I player— coach, I can't co- I cannot coach myself because I'm a—I uh, just did—I would run. I would throw about 50 yards across the field for no reason. Like, just not down the field, across the field. Just do things that didn't make sense. And sometimes it was fun. Sometimes it was fun to watch it. Sometimes it was pick six. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, those chances, I think, at that time that we took, you know, we were kind of— behind other teams you know winning was didn't come didn't come a lot so um to do that now to me I look at it you know I I would shake watch myself play (laughs) when does coaching appear on your radar and you talk about the love of football and what it's done for you at that age are you thinking I want to stay connected to the sport somehow I think I think uh, when I graduate I just want to play just always want to play. Like, I just love football. Honestly, my whole life is football. So um, wanted to keep playing, and, and I did. I played a couple years overseas in Italy um, and was fortunate. My After my first year overseas, their season's different. So you would leave in, like I guess I guess this time, January, February. You come back in July. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came back in July, and uh, a new coach took over at Delvao, GA Magnus, man. Just, just amazing coach. Changed everything. He's amazing, right? So – and GA came back and he 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 wanted a couple Delval guys on staff. He, uh, Bobby Leach was there. He was a Delval grad, and then he gave me an opportunity to coach. Um, so it fit well for a couple of years playing overseas, coming back, and being around him and some of the other coaches on staff. That that was I just love. I fell in love with it. You know, I love doing it, and I've been fortunate. I mean, I've been at Delval um, my whole career. But that first year I coached, man, GA put me on defense. I coached outside linebackers. Man, he gave a young kid an opportunity to coach position. Man, I'm so grateful. And, and to see him, like some of the things he did, like his, his confidence, man, I, I can never have that. He's such a confident guy. And it's just, it's so real with him. Um, so, you, you know, you try to learn from that and how, man, he was a great recruiter. But um, the D corner at the time was Bobby Chesney. Bobby Chesney's now the, the head coach of Holy Cross, man. Just positive guy like his energy to be around him that first year huge influence on me on um, the second year I was there coach defense as well and uh, coach Manlove Bill Manlove took over the defense at that time and and he is um, 
you know, the inspirations of my life, male inspiration man, is my, my father, uh, Coach Mason, and Coach Manloff. I mean, just Coach Manloff's work ethic, attention to detail. He's a total gentleman. Like, to learn from him. And the other guy at that time who was on staff was Lyle Hemphill, who's now the D coordinator at Wake Forest. And then the next year I moved offense with GA and just to be able to hear him call plays and things, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing. So, Before we talk about the, the Del Val stuff, playing over in Italy, what was – What's the football like, and what? How was the adjustment for your, you know, for you, just as far as social adjustment being over there? It was, uh, it was probably like, I will say the best for my kids, my wife, right? But like in terms of, um, you know, social and football, I, I really I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, football wise, it's it's less about the competition, right? Because we only have you know we have four Americans on a team. It's about finding matchups, right? Like we had a receiver from Rutgers. We try to put him on the Italian guy, right? So like you try to do those things, and like so the football part was, it was it was okay. It was great. I loved it. I loved it. Um, for me, I look back at my life like it was really needed for me because Delval was thirty minutes away. I was, I, I mean it. Like I would go home and watch the Eagles whenever I could. Man, big Sixers game. Whatever. I'm home. I needed to grow up. I needed to be on my own, and, and that opportunity really gave that to me. And, and I and. You know, things happened in my life where I stopped. I would have kept going, and, and at some point, I want to go back. Like I really loved it, man. It was that important to me? What's it? How's football received over there, fan wise, and, and stuff like that? It depends. Like, see, like I mean, I never was on an airplane. My first flight was to Italy, so it was the first time I was ever on a plane. Um, at that time, so that's sixteen, seventeen years ago. I think uh, we played in Naples. You go down south, you'd have like two hundred people at a game. When you went up to Milan, there could be a thousand people, fifteen hundred. We played in Germany. Um, there was like 7,000. Paris was bigger. So it was neat. It seemed like more north, the more important it got. Um, some towns loved it, some didn't. Where we were, thankfully, it was important. Um, and for me, it was the first time First time I won. I was part of a winning team since, since my senior year in high school. So um, that was important. We played in the Italian Super Bowl two years ago. It was just cool, man. I don't know. It was, it was a great experience. And you were quarterback? Were you playing quarterback or were uh, the you safety? First, the first year, I was playing a receiver. Okay. Um, like Wildcat stuff. And then the second year, I came back played just played quarterback. So we lost by three in my second year Italian Super Bowl. I underthrow. We got this kid, Dante. I underthrow him by like three yards, man. Should have made the throw. Should have won the game. I'm a bum. <laughs> but, but it's just like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I always remember the negative stuff. So that was a play. I would just do anything. But I think back to those times, I just wish I had that play back. Try to make the perfect throw instead of the throw, three yards short. But I don't know. <laughs> so you're on staff in Doylestown, and you mentioned hadn't been a lot of winning, then GA comes, and it really, I think his first year maybe was 2-8, and eight, and then so that, it explodes after first that. First year was 2-8, and eight, and then I, I don't know what it was. I mean, there's a lot, he could say there's a lot of different things, I think. Uh, definitely GA's confidence, the kids believed in. Coach, no doubt, and the staff did. I mean, we did. Um, the great thing there, uh, as a staff, we, you know, he's like, we, we need to recruit, and we needed to work harder than we ever had before in doing it. And you know, there's certain things you know, we want to take back to Philadelphia area and some of the places that we really recruit now. We only recruit about an hour and a half, two hours around Del Val, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big focus. And then, you know, as a coach, then if you hustled to do it, the great thing is you knew if you brought a guy to campus that Coach you know, GA was going to get him here. Mm-hmm. He was going to make sure that your effort was 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 worth it, and and you know we had a bunch of great players, man. And that's why you win. I mean, it's it's the kids, um, but his influence with that, you know, was, 
we turned it around. He turned it around, man. And the kids there, man, that, that group, man, it's a special group, man, because they're the ones at that point in time, you know, got it going again. You know, and I look at our guys now, and I think there's they're special too. It's a different way now. Everyone's trying to get them. So now you're defending. You know, it's there's different challenges. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been neat to be able to see it all the way through a little bit. So you're an assistant under GA, then Jimmy Clements takes yeah, over. Like Jimmy, like uh, that's that's different for me, Matt. Where it's it's um, that coach GA three years um, came back. No, that's that's I came back from uh, Italy. Went to uh, it was like a bar restaurant, uh, Bustle and Avenue. Uh, it's flukes. I forget what it's called now. It used to be flukes Irish pub, and I go in and uh, uh, dude, man, uh, my wife, uh, my wife now. Uh, met a waitress who was working there, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a different guy, man. Honestly, it's been all football and sports my whole life. Never had a girlfriend, nothing. Um, saw her, and just life changed immediately. Like, I just fell in love right away. And uh, it was the first time to me anything was more important than football, man. So it was, you know, we got married. We were engaged, I think, six, seven months later. Married, been married since. Um, and I stepped away from coaching because I was – I was part-time, restricted earners guy, mm-hmm. and I just, like, man, like, dude, life changed. It, right. You know, it's her and then football, and it's, and, and you know, try to try to work. So I was, was working in a couple schools, doing some different stuff, and um, was really, really happy coming home, which I still am. I mean, she's the best. Um, but going to work every day was, uh, it wasn't unfulfilling. There were some really good things. With some but it wasn't but coaching. It's not now. Right. Man, and Jimmy got the job, and, and Jimmy called me. I mean, I'm just the Came in, interviewed with him to do the offense, and, and he gave me that opportunity. And just so grateful, like it, it changed my life. And, and Clem is as genuine as it gets. Like great friend, man, great guy to work for. Never felt like work. I mean, he's just one of. The, he's just he's just genuine, man, right from the heart, man. So we had a, we had a really good run, man. I feel fortunate to to have that time with him. Time for a break on one on one. We will have more with Duke Greco right after this. It's the smart look at the issues catching fire in Philadelphia. Flashpoint. What we have is a crisis. This goes way beyond just the perpetrator. You know how many times I had stopped people in front of my house from shooting up? It was a moment where black and brown people on the margins got to say, no, we've been hurting. I think we forget that you came from somewhere else, too. Host Cherry Gregg walks you through the flames. On air Saturday evenings at 9.30 and Sunday mornings at 8.30. Or search the Flashpoint podcast on the radio.com app. And we are back here on one-on-one. Our guest this week, Delaware Valley University head football coach, Duke Greco. So you've coached defense, you've coached offense as a player, you know, early on line, safety, wide receiver, quarterback. How much do all these little adjustments, changes, they're all kind of building the foundation for Duke Greco, the head coach, aren't they? I feel so. I think so. I think, you know, early on, uh, you know, coaching defense is a big help. For, for coaching offense, I, I mean, totally. Like, I mean, I thank GA for doing that, and then for him to give me the opportunity to come back on offense with him to learn—that's huge for me. And then, I mean, Jimmy when he hired me to, uh, you know, to do the offense, he—I mean, he's, he he let me do it. He he didn't, you know, he didn't step on my toes, and, and I'm just thankful he stuck by me because I made a lot of mistakes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a building process to everything, and I think the one common theme is all the years of Delva just—it it just takes a ton of people. I mean, from the president to mm-hmm. the AD to the training room to SID to I mean, every everyone needs to w- want to be successful. I mean, it's just I think that's what I love about it. It's just a different sport. Like it, it just takes the, if one thing's off, right? 
that dream's over. So we've just been very fortunate uh, from 2000, I forget the years, 2003 to this point that things have been running pretty smooth, man. Everyone just enjoys their job, and we just we got great kids and uh, great great staff. And the staff here now, man, we're we're different, but we're all best friends. And I just I couldn't imagine being anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, for people listening, you can't like kind of understate that 2003 to now to the previous as far as win loss. I mean, you guys have become a premier program, not just in the Philadelphia. I think nationally now, you guys have been a player for for a long time. And it's what's impressive is, you know, it's over the course of three different head coaches. And everybody kind of worked on step, but it's really something. It it really is. <laughs> I think so. I love like I just the type of kid we have here is is just different. I think that's the one thing that's been really consistent. I think you know um, we have guys here that there's a lot of great things about Del Valle. Location's great. Um, again, the people like it's it's a great school, great university. Um, I think one thing here though is, is we need guys that we try to be very honest with you. Come in like that you need to love football here. Like as a staff, we're all different. The one common thing is we love football. And like for me, I love my family. I try to be a good father, right, good husband, but. I don't sleep, man. You know, I'm 4 a.m., 5 a.m., doing whatever. Um, thank God my wife trusts me because I'm like, you know, you're DMing recruits, you're doing all this different <laughs> stuff. Like, but, like, man, we just love what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But I think what's important is the locker room. It's a bunch of guys like that. Yeah. Because if you're not like that, you don't fit in here. It's, it's school and, and football's right there. And to me, that's where we're fortunate, man. Often we don't coach effort, man. We just got guys that love to play. And that's the one thing I think has been consistent since 2003, man. It is, you know, 100 strong guys that just love football. Which is which? Which is like I love Del Val. Mm-hmm. I love our room. It's a different room. When along your coaching arc, do you start to think I might be ready to to run a program? Is there a, a point where you start thinking you're comfortable? No. So, <laughs> like, being very honest, like uh, the best, the happiest personally for me in my coaching career was uh, was working for Clem. Like I really love working for Jimmy. I just, man, it was just recruiting and football and just being a part of the family. Like, just, I, I really enjoy that. And I think um, when he took that step to Kutztown, um, it, it would, you know, I just, there's guys there, you know, Nick Brady, who's, you know, he's the best coach on staff for us. I mean, Nick and Amos, our strength coach, and Raj and Mike, all these guys, Greg. Uh, we just want to stay together. So that was, I needed to, to try to suck it up and do something that I, I don't think I'm comfortable doing. Starting to get a little more comfortable in order to keep it together. And then those guys, I mean, our staff and players had my back. You know, the, the staff had my back, and Rasheed Bailey, Aaron Wilmer, all those guys were seniors at that time. Like, all right, we need to we need to keep this thing going. So you take over as head coach, was it after 2013? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, it was like uh, Rasheed's senior year, Aaron Wilmer's senior year, those guys. So, so what's the toughest part for you adjusting to life? As a head coach, I think uh, things like this. Also, <laughs> you know, it's just because it's not my personality, and also, uh, you know, like a lot of stuff's new. The budget and, and dealing with non-football things is tough for me because I'm very just narrow-minded. Again, football, you know what what's going to help us. And, and uh, to one guy, I always respected too. He's not a part of Delvale, but uh, you know, Coach Donnelly was at Muhlenberg forever. I remember calling him when I got the job, and I was like, I was overwhelmed. I tried to hide it, you know, but Called him like coach, man. You got any advice? And he's like, you know, everyone's going, everyone's going to ask you for different things, but if it's not going to, if it doesn't affect the program, leave it alone until you're comfortable handling it. 
And I just wrote that down. I just kept it by my desk. I just looked at it. And that's to me, that's how I handled, really. You know, a lot of guys are a lot better than me. Some guys, maybe that would be a month, man. That was like two years for me. Just trying to finally feel comfortable enough to handle every, things that weren't going to you know, be part of football. So, Do you remember, that was kind of my next question, do you remember a, a moment where you kind of realized that it all had slowed down and you, you, you kind of had gotten your arms around it? I don't. I still don't feel comfortable. <laughs> I know, honestly, I'm not like, it's not, not, not even a joke with me. I just... I just don't want to. I don't want to let people down, you know. So I'm always kind of on my toes. I'm always a little, you know, a little nervous, man. I just want to make the guy, you know, the guys that play here proud and the coaches here proud and everyone like, man, it's Delvao football. Because I remember walking around with t-shirts, you know, you wear the shirt inside out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want like, nah, I'm not Delvao. You know, that, not 20 years ago. Now, nah, man, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's, you know, you go down to see, I'm proud wearing it. You know, you know, it's it's, it's a good thing. So I think that pressure uh, makes me uncomfortable, but kind of fuels me to try to keep working hard. And you mentioned that first season, you know, you had Aaron Wilmer, who's a phenomenal talented quarterback, Rashid Bailey, who just won the Grey Cup uh, playing in the CFL and was like this close to really breaking through in the NFL. How much easier does it make life to have two defining talents like that leading the way? No, it's amazing. I mean, we've had so many great players. I mean, Rashid, Aaron, I mean, you just go on and on. Um, this year, so many guys. I think what's interesting with those guys, like Rashid, is, is that he came here as Roxborough High School kid, but he's like 170 pounds. He leaves here, he's like 210, right? And like Coach Wilson, man, great strength. We have a great strength coach, but you don't just put 40 pounds on him. You need to want to do that. Right. To me, he's just, he's an amazing kid. And then, but he's so typical of what we had. Vince DeLeo this year is all conference line, right? Came, Vince came in, he's like 195, he's 235, right? Like, we just have those guys. Like, Rashid, I tell kids all the time, like, Rashid, when he was a freshman, he, he was working out just as hard as he was working out for his pro day. I mean, that's just his mentality. That's why he's special. We just got a lot of special kids like that. So, um, as long as we can keep having that, that you know, that blue collar mentality, we're going to be all right. So, when you're recruiting, and you mentioned the common frame, it, you, the football has to be, you have to love football take me through how when you when you look at a kid are there kids that at times you kind of maybe disregard what the the height weight stuff like that because you just put the tape on and it's kids doing what we want to do yeah I think uh, I don't know if this makes sense I think I think here you just you want that guy that that wants school and and really wants football right so then that kid is going to work hard he's going to be himself he's going to do it every day and I think here, um, I think we try to be open-minded. Like, we're trying to find the best kids we can that are here or maybe shouldn't be here. And I think, like, on defense, we do a great job. Like, we were more odd this year. And last year we were more even. Like, it's not about what we do. It's about finding guys that shouldn't be here, right, because you win because you got great players mm-hmm. that want to win and, and trying to just let them go. So I think as a staff, we try to be open-minded with what, how we want to put things together. And it's more about finding the pieces that are going to fit in those schemes to make it work. But the mentality of, yeah, it can be an undersized kid, it can be a bigger kid, doesn't matter. It just need to be a kid that can play. I mean, Mike Nobile is an undersized DN. He's as good as anyone in the country. I mean, it's just, I don't know. How how often are you surprised by a kid as far as when, I, you know, if I show you the what a kid have performed after his senior year and I talk to you when he was a freshman like I – I thought he could play, but I never would have thought that. Does that happen a lot, or do you have a pretty good feel for where kids are nah, going to project? I think it happens a lot. I think uh, you get a good feel 
uh, sophomore year, second semester. Because then you've seen them, okay, you've seen their freshman year. The freshman year is tough. I mean, there's so many different things going on. The freshman year, second semester, you get to see the work ethic. Like, really, really mm-hmm. see it. Like, it's not in season. You're working because you want to get better. You want to make the team better. It's not about you, right? Like, you see it. And then the biggest jump is as a sophomore because now they're, they know what they're getting into in camp. They understand you as a coach. You understand the program. They're not homesick, all these things. So I think after that season, you kind of get a good feel where they're going to be. But up until then, some guys you think are going to be great, it just all switches. So you're 59-11 and 11 as a head coach. That's incredible. When you think of those games, what are the one or two games that come to mind when you think of your your coaching career as the memories that you'll you'll always cherish? That's a really good question, I guess. Catch me off guard, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, 20, I, guess, man, I don't know what years, I guess 2017, we won the MAC. That was special because that was, uh, man, it was like there was a little lull there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It was like, is it going to happen again? So, like, to do it again, that felt really special. Um, this year, the whole run was, was fun. Um, I'm just really proud of the team because I think like we made it to the Elite Eight in 2017. We made it to the Elite Eight this year, but it's uh, a lot of times when it's real close, it's the same group. Right. That was special, man. These guys this year, like there was only there were two starters on the 2017 team that started on this team. So it was now there were a lot of guys are part of it, but it was like, it was really a new team. So like for them to to put themselves in that situation again, the process of getting there more than a moment. Mm-hmm. To me, is what, what like I really respect with this team. It's amazing. How much do I mean? Obviously, as coaches, you're all connected to the success you guys had. But how much does it have to come from the room as far as the motivation, the accountability, stuff like that? So, so, so I I don't use a lot of phrases, a lot of stuff. Like I know guys quotes. I like to, I love to read quotes. I'm just not that smart, but I think. The one thing I read, I almost said, like, it, it bothers me a little bit sometimes. I hear, like, coaches, is culture. And we try to preach culture. If you try to tell guys the right or wrong, I think as a coach, it's more about trying to hold guys accountable. I really believe that culture is is in the room. Like, that comes from the guys here. It's not it's not coaches. It, it's, okay, we're, we're trying to tell you what we th- believe you need to do to be successful. Now, can you live it? Can you hold the guy next to you accountable? And, and um, we've had great culture. Mm-hmm. That is because we've had great leaders in that room. Like, you know, Sean Miller's, you know, Billy Walsh's, Mario Nigra, like all these guys, like just we've had great leaders. And, and I mean, that's just, as a coach, man, just thankful. I mean, I just I can't thank those guys enough. I mean, I don't know. What is your favorite part of coaching? Is it game day? Is it practice, recruiting? I hate game day. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> no, seriously, like I, I just it's the worst. I don't like it at all. Um, Is it because of just I love seeing guys accomplish things. Mm-hmm. So, for me, there's so much. You just want to be successful. Right? You want the guys to be successful. You want guys to make plays. So I'm just so nervous. I don't enjoy it. Like when it's over, I'm happy. Um, I really enjoy. Uh, I, I, I enjoy recruiting. I like meeting uh, families and kids and where they're from. Especially like because we're so local. Like I just it's great, man. Meet meet people from all over the place, right? Um, and I enjoy camp because that's kind of when it comes together. There's no pressure. It's just about it's just hanging out, talking football all day, coaching football, being with the guys, laughing. Like 
that's that, that's a fun you know couple weeks. It's just it's pressure free and it's genuine. Mm-hmm. And I just I just really enjoy that. That's that's a, and, and it's it's also tough. You know, you for me, you know, it's the first time. July is easy. You don't see your kids for a little bit. Right. So selfishly, it's tough, but you get your other kids back. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 nice, man. It's a good time. How much? Because it seems like, I mean, all the programs, the kids that graduate seem connected, but it does genuinely seem like it's to the to an nth degree with Del Val. How much of that is? You know, you talk about the having the common love of football. How much of it is because you kind of do recruit locally? But I really feel like when guys that graduate and they stay connected to the program. I mean, to me, for, uh, to hear you say that, like uh, honestly, that makes me like really, really happy. And that's that's kind of that's what that's what we want to do here. And I think it's again, it goes back to the type of kid we have. And I think it goes back to you know these guys come back. They know Nick Brady, man. He's a great coach, mm-hmm. Del Val guy. Coach Delusia, Del Val guy. Coach Isgro, Del Val guy. Coach Wright's not, but he's been here seven, eight years. Coach Fee's been here 18 years or maybe 19. And uh, Coach Wilson, the same. And I mean, Coach Manlow's been here now uh, maybe 19 years. So, um, you know, we're going to be here. We want to be here. I think our guys know that. And it's always open-door policy, and, and um, it's great to see guys. I mean, that's a great thing for me is to see guys come back. You know, guys have great jobs and they're doing big things, and, and, and they're still coming back on Saturday afternoon to watch us play. And, and us winning still means something to them. How I mean, I'm sure every season's exhausting once it's over, just because of the grind and everything. But you guys have made these deep runs in the playoffs, like this year. You go to the elite, and you lost team to beat you. Eventually, won the whole thing, right? The yeah. national championship. Like, what's that day after? You know, you climb so high on the mountain, and now it's over. And that's one of the things that that is awful, but awesome about sports is like that sudden. You work so hard, and the the sudden ending. What is that that day after like? To, to me, it's it's, it's tough. It, it's a, uh, you know, as a staff, right away, the day after, it's okay. Well, we need to get this together. You know, we need to get recruiting. We need to get on the road the next day. I think what's tougher now, what, what really hurts me, is, you know, those phone calls with the seniors, those phone calls with the players. That we had a great run. We made it to the lead eight. The team that won national championship. We're down three, going into the fourth, and, and we turned the ball over twice. I mean, the game we could have could have right. done some things. They're a great team, but. To tell them that they had a great season, because these guys, like, you can tell, hey, you had a great run. Like, it was amazing. You've won forty some games in your career, you got all these championships, never played a meaningless game in four years, and they don't care because the goal for them is to try to do something that's never been done here. And, and those conversations for the staff with our kids, I think, are just tough because they did something special. It's special what yeah. they've done, and, and the amount of work our players put into to 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 accomplish what they've accomplished to me is just amazing. So you're trying to – they need to know that. And like our banquet Saturday, next Saturday. That's the toughest thing, man. These guys are still bent. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know when that goes away. I don't know when, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know when it does. But. If I tell 17-year-old Duke Greco where you are now, do you believe it or is that crazy to you? I would be so thankful that I'm still involved in football. I mean, I, I think I said it in the beginning, I just – I, I literally just, it's my life, man. That, my wife, kids, I just, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I win any games as a coach anywhere else just because I'm the type of personality I need to be around people that, I, I need to be around friends. I need to be mm-hmm. around Nick Brady. I need to be around Greg, Mike, Amos. Like, I, I need that. That that brings the best qualities out of me. 
if I don't have them and, and Coach Manlove, Coach Man, all this, I don't, I don't know. So I think, you know, things happen for a reason, and, and this situation has happened for a reason, and I just hope it never changes because I'm really, really thankful. Duke Greco, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. And that will do it for this week's show. One on One is an original sports podcast from KYW News Radio. If you like the show and want to help us out, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And you can help more people find out about the podcast by finding the show on Apple Podcasts and leaving a rating and a review. You can follow the show on Twitter at One on One Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter as well at Matt Leon Ten Sixty. Many thanks to Delaware Valley University head football coach Duke Greco for coming in from Doylestown for this week's interview. My name is Matt Leon. Come back next week for another good conversation with someone you should know more about.